author of QAnon and on and on and on, uh, and also, of course, Guardian columnist. And now it would appear uh, almost a, a regular star of the Today Show on Channel 9, Van Madam. Good morning. Good morning, Marcus. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. I saw you on the telly the other day and my heart bursted with pride. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Good on you. Good on you for sticking it up them because, uh, you know, it's, it's a nice surprise. Uh, to see, you know, somebody not afraid to speak their mind on commercial television, and they, you must be onto something. They keep inviting you back. Yeah, it's been lovely. I mean, I certainly hope they continue to do so because it's a great conversation, a really important one. You know, like I always try to talk to as many people as possible, and. Um, you know, lots of people watch morning television because yeah. they great. Well, that's right. Uh, those that aren't listening to this program, of course, occasionally watch a bit of morning TV. <laughs> All right, Van. Yeah. So where are we on things? Rapid antigen tests. Uh, this is probably a silly question to ask you, but of course they should be free. Of course they should be free. Well, if you... I mean, come on. You need to know if you're positive or not before you go to work. Uh, that's a reasonable expectation from employers want to know that their staff are not going to fall down sick at work. So you have workplaces who oblige people to be negative before they turn up. So, of course, rapid antigen tests should be free. If, if the, the virus is affecting the workplace, structures have got to be put in place for employers and their staff and their customers and everybody they come in contact with to minimise spread of the virus. So the people who are positive can stay home. Okay, so that's one scenario. The other scenario is that we have vast numbers of people in this country who haven't received their third dose, who are exposed to the virus. Um, And this isn't just people in the, uh, you know, broader population of adults. Let's remember, we're still not vaccinating very small children at all, at all. Yeah. And so you have these populations of people who are vulnerable to the virus, where the virus can absolutely get out of control. We saw this in America, where after the first couple of waves, the problem was the number of infections in children. This mythology developed that children were less susceptible to the virus, which just wasn't true. So you had health systems in states that were absolutely choked with children who were literally choking to death. So in order to keep people safe... Like the un, like the un, the children who are unvaccinated, yeah. the people who haven't received a third dose, and obviously immunocompromised people who can have all the doses in the world and still be vulnerable. People are taking tests to know if they're positive, so they can limit their exposure to other people. These are very basic things. The Australian community is a very supporting community. We do what we can for one another. I had a friend call like call me in a panic yesterday because her elderly father who'd been looking after her child, who's nine or something, he had started presenting with symptoms really quickly and there seemed to be this rapid onset of symptoms. Yeah. And, you know, this is a woman who's triple vaxxed, she's done all the right things, but her father is elderly and her son is, of course, unvaccinated because he's a small child. And she was in despair about trying to get a rapid antigen test because she wanted to know if her father was going to need immediate care whether he was going to need uh, to be looked after, like all of these complex intersecting family relationships. Would it mean that her son was exposed if her father was positive? All of these things. Like families are being driven to absolute hysteria 
by the shortage of rapid antigen tests because they are trying to protect vulnerable family members. The Liberals seem to think that we don't have parents or children or immunocom- like or, or immunocompromised um, you know, other family members well, or also, colleagues and the rest of it. They don't seem to yeah. understand that we are those people. Mm. I put a call out on Facebook the other day for immunocompromised people to yeah. tell me their stories. Mm-hmm. Hundreds and hundreds of people, thousands of people on Twitter. People are absolutely terrified of getting virus. And the government is not helping Australians to look after one another. Well, it's not as if they weren't warned. The Australian Medical Association warned senior executives in the Federal Health Department of the need to develop a national strategy for procuring rapid antigen tests in September of last year. But the AMA's Vice President, Chris Moy, said that he was told in the meeting that the government did not want to intervene in the private market. What does that say? I mean, for goodness sake, you can get these things at Harvey Norman, for goodness sake. Well, I mean, that's the dead giveaway, Marcus, isn't it? You can buy them from Scott Morrison's old mate, um, Jerry Harvey at Harvey Norman, and you can buy them at exorbitant prices that absolutely do not reflect what they cost to make. I mean, you know that there was a lab in Queensland that developed rapid antigen tests, and the government didn't want to buy what they came up with, and they sold everything to the they sold everything to Europe because the Australian government wasn't interested in a product that was created by Australians, which is of course. You know, what other countries are using. But let's yeah. talk about other countries and how this works. It was just a piece in The Guardian, which I'll tweet after I get off um, the phone to you, that talked about what other countries are doing. And y- y- in other countries, like in England, they mail them out to your house. I mean, well, to a, a chemist and you can come and pick them up. Sometimes they can be delivered. I've been part of that system in Britain before. The horrible time that I got swine flu during the um, epidemic of swine flu in Britain that my local chemist delivered my medication to my house. They have those systems in place. They're making millions of rapid antigen tests free across the United States. In in Washington, you can um, phone anybody who wants a test can get one. Um, in in France, they will um, test you at restaurants. In Portugal, you can get them at pharmacies. Like it's all heavily heavily government subsidised. Yeah because they're encouraging people to use the tests to minimise the exposure of other people. And let me tell you why this is important. In the horror reading of the day, there is a new health event that is coming out of Brazil called Flurona. Flurona <laughs> is when oh, is a combination of coronavirus and influenza, and it's presenting in people in Brazil and absolutely flattening them. So you can read all the accounts of what it's like to have coronavirus, absolutely horrendous. Um, Paul McDermott, television personality, he has had the virus recently and wrote this horrendous um, Twitter thread that was about what the actual symptoms are like and he was considered to have a mild case and it makes for like horror reading. But imagine combining that with influenza. It's killing people. Yeah. killing people. Well, that's and this, the worry. And the pathology that it's mild and we're all going to be okay yeah. is a nonsense. And you have all of this rhetoric from the Liberals about taking personal responsibility. Well, Australians are taking community responsibility, which frankly is more powerful and more effective and speaks more to the national character, that we are interested in protecting those who are vulnerable because we love them and we are them. And the government here is doing literally nothing to facilitate that kind of responsibility. I've never 
experienced the failure of government on this scale. I'm 47 years old. I have never, ever seen an Australian government or a state government like what's going on in New South Wales just walk away from its responsibility. Well, our health people. system, Van, is based upon the principle of Medicare, that people get the health care they need when they require it. And I refer back to uh, what's written in The Guardian. The AMA's Vice President, Chris Moy, said that he was told in a meeting with federal bureaucrats, health bureaucrats, that the government did not want to intervene in the private market. I asked the question of them because I knew what was happening in other countries and we needed to transition. So what was the plan? We needed to get a lot of them, uh, rapid antigen tests, and we needed a really clear strategy to transition. It was so bloody obvious. They've been caught short because Omicron and the number of cases. Uh, but the bottom line is if you are going to rely on the private market in a health emergency, you need to make pretty damn sure that they are ready. And, of course, Scott Morrison uh, since then has, you know, come under growing pressure to provide free rapid and antigen tests across the community. And look, I think, as you say, people power will win out. And uh, no doubt after uh, today's meeting, uh, the National Cabinet meeting, Van, there will be a change in heart from Scott Morrison, but he'll deflect and obfuscate to the point where it's no longer, obviously wasn't his responsibility. Oh, it's never Scott Morrison's responsibility. I saw someone calling him Scomicron on the internet yesterday. <laughs> and so we now have Domicron and Scomicron. And, yeah, I mean, this is I mean, this is the Prime Minister who went to Hawaii. That's all you all need right. to know yep, yep, His yep. character was set when he walked away from the Australian <laughs> people during the bushfires. When we had bug-out bags packed in our house and, you know, the, the smoke was everywhere outside, the little town I live in, you know, we were considering our evacuation plans, and we were the lucky ones. You know, there are towns that got totally wiped out Absolutely. by the fires, and there was the Prime Minister in Hawaii. And it's those moments that just reveal someone's character. They are the worst possible government this country could have had at the worst possible time. Two right. years, and there is no plan. There was, there was apparently... If there was modelling done, they mm. certainly didn't enact any kind of response to it. Families are terrified. People are sick. People are dropping like flies. People are spending hours in testing queues. Testing centres are closing out. 28 uh, uh, testing centres have closed down in New South Wales. Infections have never been yeah. so high. Mm. Like, it's an absolute catastrophe. Marcus Annettis on Scott Morrison and his Liberal government. Van, uh, the week on Wednesday is back, is that right? Yes, we were going to stay on holiday, but we're just so angry at the political situation. We are releasing a podcast today, so the week on Wednesday is back, and we will be tearing into them, Marcus, tearing into them. I have no doubt. All right, good to chat. We'll catch up again next week. Appreciate it. You are fabulous, and I hope you had a great New Year. All the best to you. Thank you, Van. Bye. Uh, bye the Guardian's Van Batham, host of The Week on Wednesday, one of Australia's top political podcasts and a good mate of ours here at Marcus Paul in the morning.